0: Welcome to the first Raising Bulls in a very, very long time. Uh, I haven't done one since last spring. Feels like we've been away uh, forever, but we're back, baby. Tonight, we're previewing the 2021 season, taking a look at uh, some changes in USL and uh, some other news there. Uh, we're going to be looking up and down a- an even younger roster for the Mindclair Miners, uh, if you can imagine that. And we're going to preview this Friday night's match against Hartford Athletic joining me tonight it's been a long time anthony merced the managing editor of the red bulls news network hello
1: hello it's good to be back i mean what what's been going on the last year and a half i feel like we've just all been lazy and staying home
0: yeah literally nothing else uh i think the last time we had a show no no major things the last time we had like a proper show i was still in charge of red bulls news network
1: (laughs) i think yes you were
0: (laughs) You know, I I'd hate to say it, but I think that um, my mental health has improved immensely over the last year.
1: <laughs> Hooray! Yeah, you, you got to be a, a special kind of crazy to deal with um Americans, American and, I say, CONCACAF soccer fans. I'll just I'll lump them all together.
0: Yes, lump them all together. Um, Yeah, uh, I did not miss that. You became a dad.
1: I did. That's one thing that happened over the last year. Yes, I have a... um. A very happy seven month old who is sleeping well, thankfully, for, for our sanity. Yeah. So that's uh, all good to go. And we um we are not going to decide what team he will support for him. He will decide on his own. Oh, that's when, when when the time comes. So what no, are, no pressure at all.
0: Is it any team uh in the world or do you mean like locally?
1: Oh, um that's a good question. I would get yeah, I guess any team in the world. Look, with all the Super League stuff that happened, <laughs> I'm like, you can root for whoever you want. <laughs> Throw <laughs> it all out. Have have at it, QPR or Barcelona, pick
0: them. Like you love to say, it is. uh It's rooting for laundry. I, you know, it's been so long. I didn't even do the proper intro. Brought to you by the beautiful game network, roughneck Scarves and Icarus FC. Woo! Uh, yeah, I'll get back to it. You guys, you know, it takes a while to settle in. Um, yeah, we're
1: all in preseason mode, and we haven't had any games.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, there was the preseason games, but. Did they take place? It's like uh, Schrodinger's games. they either were played or not. Uh, we got some some uh, um, stats and score lines but almost nothing else. I feel like generally and I, I've said this on uh, seeing red as well. generally you know ahead of the season there's a lot of uh, 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 um, closely guarded information that's kept from us and you know there's a lot of guesswork that we have to do especially for Red Bulls 2 uh, this year even more so I, I know almost nothing about this team coming to this season
1: yeah one of the other big issues um, and we addressed it a few weeks ago with John Walnick um, in the first conference call was um, whether or not this team was going to go back to the model that it had in 2019 where it, it was so interconnected with the first team and had lots of loanees He seemed to think that that was going to be what would happen. But we know that at first it's not going to exactly be like that because of quarantine rules. Things are laxing. But I think that we're not going to see that level of um, synergy between um, the USL and MLS club until probably the the back end of the
0: season. Yeah, that's my guess. By like July or August, I think you're going to see more of the players moving down, but whoever's there to start is going to kind of be there for the long haul. Uh but before we talk about any of that, uh what else changed? The USL has moved to four divisions. Last year we had groups for the quarantine. This year we've got four divisions. Uh during the regular season, each team is going to play uh its divisional opponents four times, twice home, twice away. Uh, and they are the Atlantic Central and uh, Pacific Divisions uh, for those rules. The four remaining games will be played against regional or cross-conference opponents, and then the Mountain Division gets its own set of rules. Uh, The remaining eight games will be played against regional or cross-conference opponents because of the sort of unbalanced divisions that we have. The Red Bulls are in the Atlantic Division with Charleston, Charlotte, Hartford, Loudoun United, Miami FC, Pittsburgh River Hounds, and the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Uh, you know, I think it was inevitable that you were going to see them have to move to a a um, another uh, – uh, it couldn't be a two-conference um, sport anymore. There was just too many teams. It would become unruly. So I think it was inevitable that you were going to see them break down into smaller divisions, uh, and I'm happy to, to have seen it happen now.
1: Yeah, agreed. I, I do think that just by the nature of the teams that are in that Atlantic division – that's a tough haul for the Red Bulls. Like, there's a lot of teams there that are, first off, much older, mm-hmm. much more um, seasoned, and have coaches that are just, you know, Bob Lilly's still with, uh, he's still with Pittsburgh, I believe. Yes. Um, you know, and and it's it's just it's just a comment. You look at it and you're like, wow, th- these kids are either gonna gonna sink or they're they're gonna learn real quick how to win in some pretty competitive and. uh dirty games yeah i
0: mean i look at the games against charleston or pittsburgh tampa bay those are going to be just like slug fests for these young guys going into that uh and i guess you could maybe throw uh hartford and loudon in there as well for that um definitely going to be interesting and you're right it's throwing them into the deep end right away um either that is going to be tremendously difficult for them to overcome or or uh, they rise to the occasion, but either way, you're going to learn a lot about these players very quickly in how they respond to to sort of uh, the greater um, responsibility and difficulty in these matches.
1: Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be real rough. We saw them, and I, I, I feel bad saying that they sank last year because last year was such a weird year. You can't really. I, I I feel like everybody gets a pass for last year. It was the first year that the Red Bull did not make the USL playoffs, um, and they. They they just look like at times they were out of place. They look they honestly looked like a League One team, USL League One team, throughout throughout some of those games. I think specifically against some of those Hartford Athletic games, where I thought that they normally with the right players would have lost those games, and they ended up losing a boatload of them. You know sometimes by giant scorelines. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think last year it really. Uh, because they didn't have the ability to loan down players as much there was a little bit of of trial by fire with these guys and you you saw they looked great against the two teams uh and then struggled against the independent teams and i think you know uh, barring um barring some great performances you're probably going to see something very similar this year and being that they don't have any uh, two teams but loudon in their division um it could get rough
1: this is where coaching becomes so important um when when you don't have the i don't want to say you don't have the talent because we really don't know if they do or don't yet but you don't have the the known talent um then it really becomes an issue where it's it's all about whether or not the coach can tactically put this team together and that's another question because this is now the third coach that um that john will be with there's questions about the first team and how the new look, the new formation is working, and you just wonder um, whether or not John is going to have to match that throughout the course of this year, or if he's going to be allowed to kind of do what, what he do his own thing. I, I hope it's do his own thing because it just I don't see it working um, with the the style that that Gerhard Struber has for the two team. So hopefully we're going to see a bit more of the like four two three one four three three as opposed to a diamond midfield where I don't I don't know who you would put in there. Well, we don't know who you yeah. put in
0: there. Well, yeah. I mean, that amount of responsibility at each position in that case becomes uh very difficult and, and adapting to life as a pro and uh putting yourself in in that kind of position might be difficult. Uh that I mean, when we spoke to John, what was that Was it last week or 2 weeks ago? Must have been 2 weeks. Yeah, I think
1: it was about 2 weeks, yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: he indicated, you know, despite uh, the fact that they are so closely linked that he kind of has a little bit more um, freedom in, enable, uh, in order to enable these guys to learn to become pros at this level and not necessarily like be the perfect fit for the system by having gone through the two-team, but it helps, obviously.
1: And he deserves that. Look, he is the only Metro team since 1996 to win a championship like so i mean he deserves the benefit of the doubt to get this team back to where it should be and also that his tactical know-how and handling of young players is beyond proven at this point so hopefully that is what happens
0: yeah i i think that you know maybe there's a little bit of a uh, um, it's disingenuous to call it a disinformation campaign but i think that <laughs> there's a lot of people looking at uh, the two teams saying well you know what have they done for Red Bull lately? Because they've been unimpressed with guys like Brian White or Tom Barlow um, who are struggling a little bit uh, as they're, you know, uh,
1: those, um, those are people that don't watch baseball. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, the, and the reason why I say that is, you know, like guys get called up in baseball all the time. And, you know, if you get one out of 20 that ends up being a permanent starter and you think about that 2015, 2016 batch of players that came through, that's unheard of for the amount of guys that that became mls regulars you're lucky if you get one or two permanent mls guys every two to three years yeah so you really got to kind of look at it that way
0: yeah that's well that's something i've always said too like the most successful academies you get you know one great player every 10 years and that's a huge success um so we'll we'll, we'll see here uh i'm gonna run through the roster i, I have a a real roster there are 13 academy uh, agreements in place for the roster, uh, three of which uh, we can't talk about, but we can talk about everybody else. (laughs) Um, uh, They announced uh, the signing of Amir uh, Tambol today. I'm I'm definitely going to struggle with all these names. So uh, a a thousand apologies to any of the players that may hear this. Um, He's a defender. Uh, We know that uh, he's got a little bit of international experience. Big guy, six foot four, and uh, yeah, that's about all I know about him.
1: <laughs> that that gave me vibes of um, and and I don't even think he was this big of Tim Schmall back in the day. Just a huge guy on that back line to be able to win headers. Hopefully, that's the kind of uh, defender he is. We'll see. Um, but with that kind of size, I mean, you're talking. That's you know, you're. I mean, that's a point guard really in the NBA. But I was gonna say he <laughs> was a center. But for, from uh, from a comparison of uh from soccer that's like having a center yeah. um in in that defending position so that that's hopefully he develops well and yeah. takes care of his knees cuz being tall is tough on your knees
0: yeah and uh they've needed someone to to marshal i guess Preston Killline kind of did that a little bit last year uh but just in general i think the, the defense struggled so it, it would be nice to see that uh, settle down a little bit hopefully well we'll get to those other guys we also got Jeremy Raffinello in he was previously with Indy 11 uh, kicked around a little bit, seemed to do well in the preseason. You know, the Red Bulls need those goal scorers. Uh, he'll be challenging Omar So and Jake LaCava for minutes, I'm sure. Uh, AJ Marcucci, uh, a goalkeeper that they signed this this offseason. Uh, we've got the returning, I'm assuming he's going to be captain again, Kyle Zietz, a uh, friend of the show. Uh, Lamine Conti, uh, draft pick. Uh, Curtis Afori, who was signed, I think, last year but didn't play at all. Uh, We talked about Jake LaCava. Michael Knapp, another midfielder that they just recently announced uh, had signed. We know Omar So, uh, Luther Archimede, uh, first-round draft pick for the Red Bulls, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Dan Edelman, who Sean uh, Davis has been uh, singing his praises, or at least did uh, uh, recently. Uh, They signed left-back Juan Castillo, uh, somebody I'm very interested in seeing. Uh, And then that's it on the roster for players who are not academy affiliated again I, I there are 13 in total uh, for this season uh, Tima Faye, uh timchenko a defender uh roald mitchell uh, a forward matthew acosta a midfielder austin brummett another midfielder uh, max andrews a defender uh, serge angoma a forward joey zielinski a defender three uh goalkeepers Uh, from the academy sam joseph andrew knoll and syrian dalton my goodness it is a very very young roster when you look at this i mean we've we're used to seeing a young roster for the twos but this is definitely the youngest we've seen so far
1: yeah this is where i wonder if being in the usl championship again it's it's the baptism by fire they're Mm -hmm. either going to sink or they're going to swim but I, I look at those signings and I think to myself, man, it, it would be an easier integration for them into the pro game if they were in League One, um, because I, I just I just think they were the the talent level could be a slow progression for them. This is gonna be, I mean, game one. Hey, good luck. You know, here's here's. Um, the the rowdy's coming in studs up you know <laughs> and then it's probably gonna be like that yeah so it's, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be rough on them but you, you're gonna find out real quickly do they have it do they not have it and then go from there and in some cases these guys go back into the academies especially when um i believe the u23 team is now playing in the it's still playing in league two or have they moved to the mls um reserve league i, I can't remember
0: i don't remember um, them moving i think they're still in league two
1: yeah, so, uh, you know, they, they'll they get minutes. The ones that don't show enough will probably go there, which is great. Um, but for the most part, I mean, but the problem is you may be looking at that really affecting results, especially early on in the season.
0: Yeah, and uh, this is just uh, the players who are on the two-team. You know, this doesn't look at guys like Wilcom and Carmona, who I think probably get some minutes down there. Um, uh, 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 Manny Egbo might, uh, you know, get loaned out to uh, – the twos we'll see um bento estrella uh you know th- there's there's definitely some players up on the first team who i think could uh, definitely use a run out john tolkien's probably another one of those guys uh it'll be interesting it'll be very very interesting i have no idea what to expect from from the group i know that um there's going to be a, a sort of settling in period because this, this team is so young and there's so many uh, unknown variables, but uh, I I can't imagine that we're going to see a major improvement from last year, just because of the number of new players and, and how young the roster is at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I mean, we really don't, you know, it, all, it really all depends on what last year was mm-hmm. um, for, for these guys. So, you know, there's, there's just, This is one of those years that when you start, there's just so many freaking questions that it's hard to, it's really hard to give an educated guess.
0: Yeah. Well, the the guys that I'm uh, most excited about seeing right now, or at least the positional battle that I'm most excited about seeing is going to be up top. Uh, Omar. So obviously extremely talented, did very well last year, but still needs to take sort of his next step in his development. Uh, Jake LaCava is another guy who uh, I thought, uh, was fantastic at times last year i think he he struggled to, to find the game sometimes too but uh, when he was on he was wonderful and it seems like uh jeremy raffanello uh, is is going to uh, add some strong competition as well uh, do, do you expect them to go with two up top uh and uh, of those guys of those three guys who do you think is going to be uh stealing the most minutes
1: I, I don't think they're going to go to at the top, or I, I hope they don't. Um, I just don't think that... Um, we just don't know what they have the talent. I don't think that they're going to have the talent for that. But um, if I had to say, who do I put up there right now? It's the proven guy. I think Omar So has been probably their best player over the last year, hmm. a year and a half, I would say. So if you're going to put a... I know that he can be... A, a lot of times he drifts out wide, and you kind of maybe want to put him as a winger. But, you know, if, you're play, if you play with him up there, he could be a little bit of a false nine. He could pull defenses apart... Fast, he's big, he's physical, and I think that he is. This is his year where I expect him to show whether or not he is a guy that could add to the depth on the first team.
0: Yeah, fast, big, physical. I think that very much describes him. But I wouldn't. Uh, 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 I I would feel like it would be disingenuous to not also mention uh, that he is an incredibly intelligent player. Uh, very good with the ball his feet. His movement is fantastic. Uh, he's got great vision for for uh, passing the ball uh, so I just want to see him take that step of, of kind of um being the the more physical presence in the box and and kind of um uh, dominating uh inside the 18yard box um and if they're going to continue to kind of, of play the um uh, the system that they've they've played over the last several years being a little bit um, better at holding the ball up and distributing uh when they're clearing out from the defensive end
1: this may be the longest transition to a 4-4-2 an organization has ever had <laughs> i feel like this i feel like you've been having this conversation since 2016
0: most definitely most definitely <laughs> uh, at this point
1: it's like just do it <laughs> just do it or
0: don't just yeah. one or the other good gravy um yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think? Over, under on um on 10 goals for Omar this year?
1: I I say over. I, I, I think he could, as so long as he stays healthy, I could see him scoring 15.
0: That would be a pretty big deal. I want to say that that's probably close to the record for uh, a season for this team. And
1: Barlow, uh, I think, I, has that, right? I thought Allen did. I'd have to look that up, but yeah, I he um, did. But
0: I think I thought Barlow took it.
1: You might be right because there was there was that stretch where Barlow was just scoring nonstop, crazy. Goals. I mean, he also had he also had a million shots on goal. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, hey, <laughs> that's well,
1: that, that, that was that one that's game Bradley Ray Phillips thing. Like he, right? had, he had twenty.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Oh, Brandon. he only had eleven. He had eleven that year. Okay. So yeah. 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 What, what did what did Brandon have? Do we know? I'm getting there uh 15 15 is is the record
1: for some reason i thought he had way more i guess i'm counting the playoff goals um the only other person i could
0: think that might have it would be florian below and yeah brandon would take the penalty
1: yeah yeah he was the penalty taker so that that helps a lot i don't discredit penalty goals the way a lot of other people do the reason why they put you there is because they think you can finish yeah so uh and he could i mean he was fantastic um at doing that i mean what what happened to him uh
0: (laughs) did not have the drive it seems yeah i mean he's pretty much i mean he's done okay but he hasn't he never put up those kinds of numbers again
1: no no he didn't um he did ever run with the first team in 2017 and a little bit in 2018 remember he missed the sitter the first game he ever came into yes um and (laughs) yeah it was was wild i feel like he also scored
0: uh, a goal but it was an offside goal
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, and then um, I know he was bouncing around. He was with Bethlehem Steel for a little bit, and then I think the Tampa Bay Rowdies. I think he
0: went to Memphis. Uh,
1: he but, probably. I think he did too. Yeah.
0: I think that's. He might even still be there. I'm not sure. Uh, one of the best jerseys in the league. Yeah, seems to be. Unless, unless he's been uh, moved, and no one has said.
1: what um, is it is USL.
0: He scored eight goals last season. It's his best season. Oh, wait, that's wait a minute. Hold on now. I'm looking. Something's not right here.
1: Are you looking at Wikipedia. That'll be your big problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that would be my problem for sure. Okay. Uh, enough about Brandon. He's not even on this team. What are we doing? Yeah. Okay.
1: He's too old for this team. <laughs> He's,
0: yeah, 25 or whatever he is. Um, this weekend, Friday night. I should have probably gotten the, uh, the schedule for this. This too. Like, I, <laughs> hey, you know, we're getting back to it, right? Friday night, seven p.m. For us too. Montclair Soccer Park, New York Red Bulls two versus Hartford Athletic. Hartford coming into this season, great year last year. They won Group A. Uh, did lose some big pieces, Ever Guzman, who uh, was really doing very well for them. Uh, he's gone, Harry Schwartz uh, gone, Alex Dixon he's with Bob Lilly again Mads Jornson, he's gone so you know a little bit of a talent drain but they've got Danny Barrera who uh, did pretty well last year he's pulling the strings in the midfield they went out and got uh, Bradford Jamison IV uh, who I think at one time people were very high on and never really uh, came good but he's only 24 years old I feel like he's been around forever he's still a very young man very talented player. They've got Sebastian Elney. You remember him. Yeah, quality forward. Um they could not get it done in the playoffs last year. Um not a big deal. They lost to St. Louis, who did a good job of locking them down and, and keeping it tight. Uh they played the, the MVP, Red Bulls. Yeah. They played the Red Bulls four times last season. Five if you count preseason. Uh and they won all four contests by a combined score of eight to two brand new year brand new teams not really sure what to expect of these guys uh, what do you think what are we going to see this friday
1: i can't say i i want to see a red bull team that really gels and puts up a really good fight although when you say some of those names especially bradford jameson the fourth you you just you just think of really fast dynamic veteran and i can't believe we're calling him a veteran now yeah. Um, strikers, that it's just, I, I, I don't, I, I kind of have a feeling this is going to be kind of like it was last year. Actually, so they're, they're they're going to get steamrolled a bit, which is fine. It's the first game of the season. They they need to gel, um, but this is kind of the expectation I have. Game to game is, if they gel, I, I'm I'm expecting a result. If they don't, I'm expecting a blowout. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's at home, so usually that's a good sign. But didn't matter last year against Hartford. Uh, projected lineup per USL uh, has Elney and Jameson starting up top with Danny Barrera right behind them. Uh, they've got Knee Arma, Astley, uh, Connor McGlynn, and Luca PIPA uh, in the midfield, and then Alex Lara, Thomas, you know, Nicholas Cardona, and Eunice uh, Buadi. Buadati. I'm terrible at these names. I'm so sorry. Should have done a better job with that. Uh, And Jeff Caldwell in net. You know, like just like the Red Bulls, I'm very unsure of what we're going to get. I think you're right that uh, just in terms of experience, obviously, you have to give Hartford the edge here. I imagine that they're going to come out and they're going to play physically. They're going to look to uh, knock the guys around. That has proven for the past, you know, half decade or so to be a very uh, uh, a very um, effective strategy against the Red Bulls too and yeah I mean it's an uphill battle for this this team they are young Omar so uh, as young as he is is probably going to have to put the team on his back uh, to get a big result here Um, and it's going to come down to to me not necessarily all of the team gelling uh, but the back four and whoever's playing in front of them, you know, I imagine it's going to be Kyle Zietz, uh, to sort of take command and just keep everything in front of them and, and keep Hartford from from getting easy chances. That's a lot to ask for a brand new group. Not sure they're going to be able to do it.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, this is why we don't play the games.
0: <laughs> That's um, exactly right. Oh, no, this is why so we play the games, because on paper, I, who I, knows? I, I,
1: I would love to simulate these games of FIFA if uh, EA ever put USL uh, teams in there. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was, uh, It's it's going to be rough. It's going. It's really hard to see. This is this is tough, man. Like this 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 division and the the talent that's in all these. The USL since Red Bull Two has come into it has talent wise like just jumped a galaxy. No pun intended for LA. Um, uh, from where from where it was like six years ago. And these teams that are coming in are bringing in talent that you probably would have seen in MLS in 2011, yeah. like talent wise. Yeah. So it's and and when you've got a two team that is pulling inexperienced kids, I mean you're you're asking quite a lot. And so expectation, unfortunately, sometimes is very high.
0: Yeah, but I also I just from the track record from the team, I, they haven't given me much to doubt their ability to churn out some results. I think it's going to be hard and a hard ask this early in the season to do it. Um, the Red Bulls, too, actually had a longer preseason than I think uh, or a um, not not necessarily longer, but uh, ex- experienced more actual game time uh, than the first team. So they should be closer to, to being up to speed than the first team has been so far. Um, but, it, it, you know, it's a big ask year over year to have so much change and, and to continue to to get results. We didn't mention uh, uh, Luca Lewis. Did I? I don't think I did. No, you did not. Uh but I imagine he's gonna be starting in the net. Uh was very impressed with him last year. Would like to see him take another step forward. Um I you know, I get the same kind of feeling watching him play that uh I got from from guys like uh uh Ryan Mirror or Evan Lauro, where I was very impressed uh with their ability to to stop shots and to distribute. But um, you know, not always gonna be Enough to to get yourself on the first team, and with uh, with Carlos Coronel coming in and and Mara taking a back seat, uh, not sure we're going to see anything from Lewis there. I think it's it would be very difficult for him to get minutes with the first team, so I expect to see him mostly with this team for the season.
1: Yeah, we could do a whole pod talking about Ryan Mara.
0: Yeah, um, poor Ryan.
1: That's well, poor Can't... Ryan. Mean the only the only one to lift the. I think he was captain of that that's team true. in 2016? Yeah,
0: that's true. And he, he led the Red Bulls to uh, the Open Cup final. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: We won't talk about that final.
0: Though. No. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of uh, former Red Bull Two players, uh, my cousin who lives down in Austin, Texas, uh, you know, we've been trading uh, jabs for a while now since uh, Austin finally came into the league, and uh, week one. Uh, heading into the match. I told him, you know, they either start Jared Stroud or they're going to lose. Sure enough, they lost. <laughs> this week, you start Jared. He's a nuisance the whole dang game against an admittedly poor uh, Rapids team. Uh, but... Yeah, I was
1: about to say. I think it had a little bit <laughs> something to do with the uh, the competition.
0: I don't know. Look, they, they held their own against LA, but would they have uh, beaten them at Jared started? Yes, the answer is yes. That's because uh, in the
1: middle of the game, Bob Bradley <laughs> decided to up the difficulty to world class.
0: Oh, that, that was cruel of him. He should never have done that. Oh, s- sneaky Bob. Still getting away with stuff all these years later. But Jared Stroud making the runs. Has a hockey assist on that first goal. I'm glad that he got some time out there. Sad he couldn't stick around. Good player. Oh, the silence is deafening.
1: Well, I thought we were moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that was a pretty good period
0: that was all right fair uh, yes thank you um i think that's probably <laughs> gonna bring us to the end do you want to predict anything for uh final standings for the atlantic conference who's gonna win uh, the conference
1: i think that we're gonna see either pittsburgh or tampa at, at the top i think tampa's still incredibly just loaded with talent i think bob Lilly can never be underestimated in usl he is the um the Alex Ferguson, the Bruce Arena actually is probably a better term. He is the Bruce Arena of USL, so um, and any team he manages, I think they can be at the very top. And um, yeah, that that's. But I think the overall favorite for this year to win USL Championship championship. Do they call it USL Cup? Is that what it is now?
0: Oh, good question.
1: Or or, or is it the USL Championship championship?
0: It's <laughs> the USL Championship. Cha- no, I don't know. I couldn't give you an answer to that
1: anyway the uh, I, I still think the favorite is um is phoenix i they 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 thought they had it in their grasp last year and unfortunately we couldn't have that final between them and tampa which would have been brutal like an absolute like i was guaranteed two red cards i think um <laughs> but this this one um but i think they're still loaded for bear and they're going to be they're they're going to be really really tough to beat
0: i would like to see it i think that would be fun uh, get a rematch of tampa phoenix that was who was last year why did i think it was somebody else i thought tampa was supposed to play like uh the monarchs or something
1: that was the the monarchs were the year before but it wasn't tampa it was um the monarchs and um louisville i think
0: oh Uh, yes that's right yeah so who got? it was phoenix rising who knew you did was the answer to that the
1: best the best the best rebrand in american soccer okay because Arizona United SC to one of the best names that you could just put a X Men tifo to Phoenix Rising <laughs> FC. Come on,
0: yeah, that is pretty best.
1: good. And they had Drogba playing for them for a while.
0: Yeah, that was a fun time. <laughs> oh, those days, so far in the past now.
1: They still have Samuel Asante and a lot of other great players. Um, and I think their stadium is no longer. Um, it's no longer a uh, pop up stadium. I believe it's now been permanently placed somewhere i don't remember exactly where and they're and they're not the only team either um louisville opened their stadium which looked gorgeous i think yeah i think i saw pictures of it yeah um i did not see the game unfortunately um i was crying over mls games this weekend and <laughs> um and then uh queensborough fc announced as well that they're gonna open their stadium i do not know the date for that but they're building a soccer-specific stadium in York College, which is a uh, rather large university in Queens. So they're so they're gonna get the first soccer-specific stadium in New York City. It's only seventy-five hundred seats. But how still, long? How
0: long I before think... NYCFC uh, moves in there?
1: Oh, we'll we'll talk about that after this. <laughs> 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 I, I, I think I think I still think that Red Bull Two should be playing at, at Red Bull Arena. That's just the, uh, the year one person in me yeah. really loved the, uh, the vibe. And, I did, and that, but, I did like know, seeing them. Has, I,
0: has I did like seeing them at Red Bull arena. I really like watching them at MSU. It just feels right to like, uh, for the size crowd and, um, you know, it's something to work towards getting to Red Bull arena.
1: Not in August. It isn't. Well, that's fair.
0: Yeah. Oh man. It gets so <laughs> hot there. Um, all right metal yeah bleachers,
1: metal bleachers and no cover
0: great job uh <laughs> transitioning to that i was like oh crap i forgot the Queensboro thing i gotta bring that up but you did it all on your own good there work. you go that's <laughs> what i'm here for uh what about red bull two where what uh what position are they going to finish in the atlantic division
1: so um how how does the format work this year it's um how many teams it's
0: it's it's no, eight in their division
1: eight in okay Eight in the East, essentially. Um, I I could see them qualifying. I think they're going to be in the bottom portion of that. Um, And I know they have those play-in games as well, which which happened not last year, but the year before in 2019, which was a little confusing, and then they kind of dumped it in 2020, and now they're bringing it back. Um, I I can see them qualifying for one of those one-game playoffs.
0: Okay. Top four teams from each division in the regular season will advance into their regionalized single elimination bracket and division winners get paired up with the runner up in the round of 16. Should be pretty great. I think I think that uh I think I agree with you about Tampa Bay finishing first. I'm going to say that uh Red Bull is going to finish just outside of the playoff position at 5. That's my guess.
1: Even even that'll be better than what they did last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, that, that brings us to the end of this episode. I mean, I'm still on Twitter, but I hardly ever tweet anymore. Uh, you can follow me at, at underscore Joe Goldstein.
1: Yeah, and you can go to redbullnewsnetwork.com. Just go there because the Twitter feed is just it's just those articles. Twitter is, Twitter is an awful place. So yep. just go to the website and, uh, and, and read about the news for New York Red Bulls and New York Red Bulls too. And I, I can make a little bit of an announcement here. We are breaking away the European coverage, so Leipzig and Salzburg starting next season will be at RedMetroWay.com, Ooh. so that we so that we can keep the the Salzburg, we can keep the European influence in its own little bucket somewhere else, um, and we can all talk about everything that's going to happen this off season there. Nagelsman leaving, Jesse Marsh, everything.
0: That is excellent head there, guys. Uh, you know, I have a bias for sure, but. Uh, I prefer their coverage to many of the others.
1: Um, Gee, I wonder who you're talking about.
0: uh, It could be anyone. Um, (laughs) You can send questions to us at questions at RaisingBulls.com. We don't really have RaisingBulls.com anymore. I'm closing that down. Uh, But you can still send us questions to that domain name. I'm pretty sure that'll still come through. If not, we'll figure something out as we we go on here. I'll touch base with Bill. You guys remember Bill, right? It hasn't been that long. Um, You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. We're on Anchor now. Uh, we're not podbean anymore. We're on anchor. So uh what's our what's our address there? I think it's still raising bull cast at anchor. Let's go. You can hear me typing everything. One of these I'll be ready next episode with all of these things. You're in yes. form. Anchor.fm. This is so much easier than uh, uh raising bullcast. It's just slash raising uh uh hyphen bulls. Raising bulls find us there anchor at fm but it'll still be in all the other places as well um of course we're part of the beautiful game network they cover mls usl premier league nwsl lots of great shows and articles and stuff over at bgn.fm i highly recommend you uh, head there and check out their stuff Um, we're sponsored by icarus fc Uh, Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. And roughneck scarves. I would like to thank them as our sponsor. As always, they're the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. For myself, for Anthony Merced, thank you very much and have a good day.